Blog Talk Radio. Trump came out, everything just leaked out, you know, the pot, the 
cup just ran over. But the question, like I said, is can we trust Dr. Oz to be a senator if we couldn't even trust him to be a gentleman to concede that he would have lost the race? What do you think about that? Hmm. I'd say it's probably questionable because the reality is that the vote is supposed to represent the voice of the people. So if the people have spoken and cast their vote and said, this is who I want to see to be, you know, to be my representative for my state or my area, whatever. If it doesn't go your way, then you need to be able to be mature enough to just say, okay, it didn't go my way. I congratulate my opponent and move on. Just move on. But all of this stuff, like Trump started with, yeah. Never concede. Never give up. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Remember, remember that all started with Trump. Count it over and count it over. You know, wasting all of this taxpayer money. The insurrection and everything. It's just too much. Yeah. So, you know, to answer your question, I would say, you know, for the people of Pennsylvania, I would keep at least one eye open on him. Because this is already starting to look shady to me. You know, I'm like, if they're supposed to be able to trust him to represent the voice of the people, how far can you trust a man who starts out behaving like a child? Mm-hmm. That's what, that's, that's what I'm saying exactly. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Kel? Um, I guess I'm trying to understand um, what you guys are referring to. Uh, you said Dr. Oz. I know he's running for some type of office, so... He's running, he's running for senator. He's running for oh, senator okay. of Pennsylvania. Now, wow. he even go to be a congressman. He's trying to be like Barack, jump over Congress and go for senator. Mm-hmm. But he had to get past the primary. He had to get past the Republican primary. Mm-hmm. And he, he won the general election, but they did a recount. Oh, and the guy okay. that he run against... The guy who run against today conceded and said that, all right, Dr. Oz, you won. But when he interviewed Dr. Oz, he said, I would have never conceded. So, you know what mm. I mean? He got that Trump attitude mm. already. Wow. Now, he's running in November against the de- the Democratic person. Democratic guy. Oh, oh God. So, Here we go. Can you trust, can you trust Dr. Oz to be, because, you know, when Dr. Oz becomes a senator, Mm-hmm. Forget about all the stuff you saw on Oprah. Okay, you ain't gonna see that man no more. <laughs> I, all I that, right. all that old, all that stuff on his show. Oh, today we're gonna teach you how to keep your diet. Bah, 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 bah. Check your blood pressure. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, this is my daughter Daphne. Hi, Bobby. You're not gonna see that no more. Mm-hmm. Them days are gone. He's gonna be up there now with you know, Cruz and mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because you know the Republican senators, man, they off the chain. Why? The gun laws and everything, you know, they... So what do you think? You think we can trust that joker? What do you think? Hell to the no. I think you're right, Papa. He's going to be a different person. (laughs) He's going to be like night and day, like like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Uh Um, Because I just feel as if a lot of the Republican Party, they're putting people in place to become certain things. I mean, I have to give it to um, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey said, 
you guys got to watch who would be put in place, senators, congressmen, from from the lower end, you know what I'm saying, trying to get up to the higher end. You have to watch those people, and you have to um, be careful who you vote for and everything um, because they're, they're constantly climbing the ladder, and uh, he's going to climb the ladder. And it's, I just hope uh, my girl Oprah, she, she's not supporting him. I hope not. <laughs> you know. She need to put it in. I don't know. That's a good question. Oprah need to put his ass back in the genie bottle. <laughs> I guess him and uh, Dr. Field, they done got their ass on top of their head, I guess, after, you know. Oh, yeah? Over the, uh, over the Dr. Night. Field got a lot of shit going on. Dr. Yeah. Field's sons are producing shows now. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. So, I mean, who knows? They might be next. Uh, I think the pillow man, he might be next in line too, as far as some type of running for some type of position. He, oh he's boy, selling, he's selling more than pillows now. <laughs> so, no, nope, I don't trust him. Mm-mm. Yeah, I saw that Bama um, one day last week. <laughs> now he's selling slippers. Talking oh, about God. these are the most comfortable slippers you'll ever wear. You can wear them outside. Yada yada. I was like, dude, please. That's a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. Of course <laughs> not. No, I don't. I don't. I don't, think I don't trust him. I think on the business like he has with the pillar company, mm-hmm. he should have never tro- showed his true colors toward Trump. That wasn't business to me. Well, that's what he is. Yeah, but that, but when you're trying to sell the black folks and everybody else, you shouldn't be mm-hmm. showing your true whiteness if you're still trying to sell pillars. I know I wouldn't. If I was him, mm-hmm. I would have kept mm-hmm. all that Trump shit to myself. As long as I'm selling you Negroes pillars, I like y'all, and I'm smiling in you all faces. Ah! But knowing I love Trump on the backside, I would never went out like he did. So obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. That ain't good for business. But, well, I'm sure he thought that his affiliation with Trump was going to take his company to a whole other level. And it did. I'm mm-hmm. sure it took it down. Well, didn't take it up like thought it You got to understand only 50% of the people in the world like him. And you want, when it comes to your business, you want business from 100% of the exactly. world. Exactly. So, you can side with him if you want. But he was, he's old and ignorant, so what are you going to do? True. <laughs> okay. All right. That's what it is. Oh. All right. Uh, you ready for the rundown, Cattle? Sure, sure. Yeah, I was ready to get into it. Yep, we got a lot to talk about tonight. All right, well, go for it. What you got on the docket tonight? All right. Um, in focus, black White House aides leaving White House in a mass blackfoot. Also, more details emerge on shooting in uh, Uval. Uh, also, Tulsa gunman targeted surgeon. He blamed for pain. Wow. Our cocktail of the week, summer soul cocktail, was popping with Papa Didi. How weird news. Of course, we got to lighten it up. Alaska woman ejects invading a possum from Brooklyn Bar. <laughs> also, Uber reveals most common and most unusual lost and found items. And woman charged for 10th time after dancing on top of cars in traffic. I'm just saying with red wine, also living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. I got some interesting stuff tonight. To keep the list in the last words. 
So sit back and relax with your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. This is Kettle. And this is Red Wine. If you like news, but you like the weirdest kind, you're in the right place. Join us every Friday night for the Pajama Party Weird News. We find stories each week about some of the strangest and oddest news stories around. If there's ghosts driving, stupid criminals getting caught, or just bizarre medical stories, we record it right here on the Pajama Party Weird News. It's funny and informative, and we look forward to it every week. And you will, too. If you like weird news like we do, join us every Friday night on the Pajama Party Show. It's a weird world out there, and we'll tell you all about it. Right here on the Weird News, where we celebrate the weirdness. Welcome back to Pajama Party 1. You're with Papa DM. You're with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Oh, let's get right into In Focus. Uh, I'm going to go first. I've got a story. Um, this is interesting. Uh, black White House aides are departing the White House and mass what they're calling Blacksit. Now, first there was Brexit, if you recall. That was when... The, uh, the whole withdrawal process of the United Kingdom getting out of the European Union. You know, they all used to be one. Then the U.K. decided we don't want to be part of the European Union, so they called it Brexit. So now we've got Blackxit, <laughs> and this was coined by uh, your girl, Candace Owen, with her nutty self. And uh, it's meant to... Uh, well, she coined the phrase to encourage black people to leave the Democratic Party. But now, according to Politico, as they reported, the White House is suffering from a Blacksit problem where black aides and staffers are getting up out of the Biden administration in large numbers, in mass. So this new report by Politico says that more than 20 black White House uh, employees have left since late last year. Now, Politico said that while some of them did leave on good terms to pursue, you know, other career choices, educational opportunities, whatever, others are attributing the turnover to a lack of mentorship and a lack of opportunity. So what's going on in the Biden White House? Now, uh, what one person was quoted as saying is, we're here and we're doing a lot of work, but we're not the makers, and there's no real path toward becoming a decision maker. Now, this is what one current staffer told uh, Politico. Uh, They also said that there's no real feedback and there's no clear path to any kind of promotion. So it all sounds like the black people who work in the White House are saying, it's a pretty dead-end job. You know, it's nowhere to go. You know how sometimes people say there's nowhere to go but up. They're saying there's nowhere to go, period. And that's a problem. So in the beginning, um, this person went on to say that they, they being the White House, brought in a ton of black people generally to start without ever really establishing a real infrastructure to retain them 
or to help them to be successful. And this is a, of course, all these people are anonymous because they still work there. This was another current official who said that. Uh, they also said that there's no clear infrastructure on how you can be successful working in this administration, that you just become invisible in this space, and, uh, you know, it's like if you were never even there. So, you know, I mean, this is – I remember when Biden was talking about how, you know, he was going to do all this stuff to have more diversity and transparency and all of that. But clearly it's not enough to just hire more black people if you don't have anything in place that says, all right, here's the mentorship program, here's a training program, here's, you know, the upward mobility program, this is where you can go from this job to the next, you know, this is how you can build a career. So, I mean, when you, when you, if you're not on a career path, then what you have is a job. You know what I'm saying? It's not a career. It's a job. A job is just a set of tasks that you do, and you get a check whenever you get paid, uh, biweekly, weekly, whatever, but it's not really a career. It's not building toward anything that you can, like, stick a pen in and say, this is what I'm trying to achieve, and in the next two years, three years, five years, I'll be able to move into, you know, this other position. I mean, if you're just doing the same job and that's all you do, that's all you will do. And that's what a lot of these people are complaining about. So um, Simone Sanders, now, she left back in December <clears throat> to take on a hosting gig with MSNBC. And Who she, was Simone Sanders? She was one of the first high-profile uh, staffers who departed. Biden's White House, uh, and since that time, another woman, Tina Flornut, Flor, Flornoy, who was the, uh, what's her name, Kamala Harris, the Vice President's Chief of Staff, she was the communications, um, she was the Chief of Staff, and then the Communications Director, Ashley Antonay, who was the Public Engagement Chief. There was also another gentleman, Vincent Evans, and there's been a few other people, you know, like the public engagement head who was, uh, his name was Cedric Richmond. All of them have gotten up out of there. Mm -hmm. And these were people who did have, you know, a bit more of a higher profile to their positions, but they're all basically saying the same thing, that, you know, it, it sounded good from the, from the break, you get in and you think, oh, this is great. And then you get there and realize this is going nowhere. You know, you're more or less like the, the gerbil in the wheel. You can run as fast as you can, but you aren't going anywhere but inside of that wheel. So yeah, most of the mentors have left? Is that what you're saying? No, they never had any. Oh. You know, like if, you, if you've ever worked, like, for example, if you ever worked within the government, uh, I can't speak for local, but for federal government, they have, like, all kind of mentoring programs, and they will have stuff set up to say, if you want to go into management, here's what you do. There's training classes. There's stuff you got to do. There are mentors that you can go and connect with who've been through the same program and, you know, been there, done it, that will help you 
and give you information along the way. So Basically, that, to help so that's you not available. Successful. Right. So that's not They're available. That, okay. That's right. None of those things are there. They just hired, okay. you know, a group of black folks. It almost seems like they hired a lot of black folks to check the box and say, all right, we brought in some black folks. Next. Right. Right. So these people sound like these people are not qualified. I I wouldn't say that. I mean, when you work in the White House, you're not going to just come in there with, you know, I used to work at McDonald's and now I'm working in the White House, you know, with Mm -hmm. a GED or something. You're going to have to have some kind of credentials some kind of background, mm. something to hang your hat on. So they're not coming in there like completely green, you know, mm-hmm. with the exception of maybe interns. And even those interns are going to be uh, vetted, screened, background checked, all of that. You don't get those kind of jobs just coming in off the street. Well, I got you. Okay. So, you know, the White House, of course, is disputing what these people are saying, and they're saying mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that that's not true about the lack of advancement amongst the black staffers. And they, the White House is telling Politico that at least 15% of the, the black staff had been promoted within the last year. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as it turns out right now, approximately 14% of the White House staff as they say it, identify as black. I'm like, okay, so are you black or you just think you're black? Feel uh, black. I mean, where, you know, they maybe that about racism, they just go black. I mean, I mean, I, you know, oh, that, that's the terminology they're using now. Fourteen percent right. of the staff identifies as black. That's funny. So we met our quota. So leave us the freak alone. That's what them on this thing. That's what it sounds like to me. So okay. I'm just saying, you know, for all these people, I mean, it's not like it's hundreds of people, but for those who have right. left because right. of these factors, and the White House is basically saying, no, no, that's not true. Mm-hmm. I mean, but what else could they say? <laughs> what else could they, they got, say? They got like, oh, you gotta, right, they, got they can't just say, okay, yeah. you're right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, well, you have to keep watching this story. It's interesting. You know, I guess yeah. th- th- that's going to override everything else that's going on. You know, this gun situation. We'll get into that later, but you know, I hope hopefully this won't exceed um, the most important things. Um, you know, what do you think, Father? You know, I'm on the fence with this all the way. I mean. Oh, not you. Yeah, I'm on the fence because first of all, I don't I really don't I don't believe it, you know, because I wouldn't say I don't believe it. I just I just think personally that I don't think the black folks are that unified in my opinion. And the ones that did leave are the bougie ones that got all kind of opportunities that are poking around them, you know, you got the CNN and ABC and CBS and you know, there's a lot of big time uh people that hang around the White House, mm-hmm. a lot of affiliates, a lot of producers when it comes to the meetings and the uh, press rooms and all that. So there's a lot of opportunities that people can go on. And, and and in my experience in the job market, black unification is nil. I see sisters all the time that don't even speak half the damn time. So I'm sure ain't following their ass out the door. 
You know, even if they did give you an opportunity, fuck them. You wouldn't even speak to me when you come in in the morning. So where you go to do your job or how you pursue your career or your future, I don't care because I'm not following you. So I don't really see the unification amongst black people, quote, unquote. I don't think we ever traveled like that in a pack. So however that's been, I think the bougie ones that have that exit ability is making their move and they doing all the yak, yak, yak talking. But what about the bougies that ain't talking to the normal jokers? You know, we got that in our own families, let alone in the job market. So I don't even see unification. I don't think blacks even unify like that. So the ones that are leaving good riddance, because you got to realize also that's only a four-year job unless the president gets reelected. Mm-hmm. So, and you got to sit back and wait in that, in that uh, November to see whether or not your boss is going to get reelected, because if he don't get reelected, everybody got to go. You know, so what right. you do for your four years is your business. Now, if you want to position yourself and stay secure and stay tight, that's cool. But you want to say, oh, you've been in office two years. I'm about to get up out of here because I don't know. He He's old and blah, 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 and Trump is right on, on a war path. And you got all that kind of speculation and doubt. Hell, you might as well start predicting the future in the circus somewhere, telling people to guess your damn age. You know, so, <laughs> you know, you don't know what's going to happen in a few years. So. For those who are leaving, I, I said good riddance. If I was a young person, a young scholar, and I was privileged enough to be vetted and work in the White House, I'm hanging in there. Because to me, Biden's not a bad person, neither is his wife. Mm. And those are only two people I'll give a damn about. Everybody else in that place, they can go pound sand. I ain't with y'all. Anyway, let me leave that alone. Okay. Anyway. All right. Okay. I ain't well, like I said, we'll yeah, we'll continue following the story. That's interesting. Um, maybe <laughs> they thought about what you said, Papa. They felt as if he was older and he wasn't going to be reelected, so they said, well, let me get out now. You know. Yeah, well. So, yeah, maybe. They had that mentality. Yeah. Who knew, who knew Barack was going to do eight years? Huh? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. We didn't know. Uh-huh. Oh, man. That's, no, we didn't. That's, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good thing that they both, you know, the ones that ran up against him, you know, when he picked that woman, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah what's her name, Sarah Palin? Sarah Palin. Oh, yeah, Barack <laughs> had that shit in the bag. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I can see right here from my backyard. When he picked oh, Sarah Palin God. as the vice president, man, Barack said, shit, I might as well go ahead and sign the lease. <laughs> anyway. All right. Moving on. Uh, All let's right. see. We're going to going to you, Carol. What you got? Okay. Okay. Um, this one is is man. We've been I guess watching this the last couple of weeks, praying for these people here. There's more details emerging on the shooting in Uval, uh, Texas. Uh, three days after a gunman entered the um the school, the Rob Middle School. And open fire, um, you know, how many of you The director of the Texas Department of Public Works told reporters that the incident uh, commander on scene made the quote-unquote wrong decision to wait before breaching the classroom doors. That's oh, what mean. I don't understand. Um, sure. Colonel Steve McCraw told reporters that the um, commander believed that the gunman had uh, barricaded himself into an empty classroom and that no children were at risk. He believed that it had um, uh, transitioned from an active shooter to a um, barricaded subject. 
Um, but now a week later, the shooting now video and witness accounts seem to dispute the narrative, uh, pointing the um, likelihood that cops knew that the gunman was in a room with um, an unknown number of kids. Um, the child um, is advising he is in the room full of victims. The dispatcher can be heard saying in the video, full of victims at this point. Um, but they were saying that this particular commander did not get this information. They're on a separate, um, I guess, information channel or something. This, I just don't understand. Me, to me, is a shooter, children, and adults in a school. Why not go forward and try to find this jagged? Um, why would you wait, think the man is in the room by himself, his objective was to go in there and, you know, shoot up the place. Right. Um, you know, that just didn't use common sense. So this commander, I think he's going to be the scapegoat. I think they're going to fire him. But then in the interim, he's trying to run for city council. <laughs> so my thing is they're going to have to, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But it just doesn't make sense. Why? I mean, just a shooter, period. Why not just go in, find the guy, pull him out, or either do what you guys do best and get those kids out of there? That would make sense to me. So, okay. um, so, so that's where we are with this, with this particular article. I don't know. What do you guys think? You wow. know what? You know, everybody, you know, you're talking about a scapegoat. Everybody got their conclusions on that. And I heard something today that really blew my mind, which uh, was so interesting. And this person is trying to act like he's trying to feather away this whole situation. This this is for the, the lawyer of the teacher that allegedly left the door open. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't, know if okay. been, I don't know if you've been following yeah. that side of it. Now, mm-hmm. it was a, she, had, she had apparently put a brick in the door to prop it open and went out to get mm-hmm. some kind of package from a friend or mm-hmm. something. And she was mm-hmm. the one that heard the, she heard the truck crash into the gate, saw it and everything. So when she ran in, her lawyer claiming, well, my client, my client saw the truck crash into the gate. When she ran back in there, she pulled the door, but the door didn't lock. I think that was bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think when she put, when she went back in that building, I think that rock positioned itself right back where it was, and that door stayed open. Because that lawyer is busting his ass, and he said, but we need to focus on a mental illness. and blah, blah, blah. He's trying to feather, feather, feather away the responsibility from that teacher that propped that door open, Okay. If you're going to follow a story, follow the story of that teacher that put that rock in the door and propped it open to go out there and get a bag from one of her friends or something in the parking lot and and saw the guy hit the damn fence. That, I'm telling you. Because everybody's so going to cops it, and all that. that everybody got their responsibility. Huh? Is that the door that the shooter came in? Yes, yeah. of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. And you know everybody's not playing that because her lawyer is speaking for her. Ain't no, she ain't said nothing. First of all, I can understand your lawyer being your mouthpiece, 
And, you know, if I, if I got a problem with driving without a license or driving without insurance, sure, when I go to court for that, I'm going to have a lawyer speak for me. You know what I mean? Or I get a DUI or something like that, have a lawyer speak for me. But, damn it, can we hear from the woman? Can we see the woman? You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure that lawyer told her, don't say a word, don't give any interviews, don't do right. anything. But, you know, mm-hmm. and like I said, she'll never admit she's going to take whatever happened to her grave. You know, but I don't know. We 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 gotta look at everything. I'm 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 not sca- yeah. scapegoating anybody. Could if he never gotten the damn door, it would have been you know, and every right. you can't even say you know what if what if what or you know the, the well, who what or how. Anyone. When once he got in, in back in the school, did she inform anybody that he crashed his um car? Yeah, but this well, they said that she ran in the room and she went to another room thinking that mm-hmm. the door locked or whatever, but I think she was running so damn fast that cause when that thing hit the truck like that and, you know, she probably just panicked, you know, because anxiety is something else, you know. Right. I mean, you see your house burning, you know, you, you don't know whether to grab your keys or your drawers or whatever to get out from a burning home, you know. So her anxiety mm-hmm. was probably up. and um, But I just think that mm-hmm. I, I just I, I don't like when – investigations is in one area so strong mm-hmm. and everybody's not looking mm-hmm. at other areas. We would right. never right. solve a homicide or anything, and it wouldn't be a good movie on TV unless we knew the plot 15 minutes before the show was over. You know what I mean? Right. right. And, and right now we need to look at the teacher, the guy that ordered this, how long it took 45 minutes for a SWAT team to get there. That day was mm-hmm. just... Well, let's go back to know. the chief. Now, I read something today that the police chief who was in charge was out there with no radio. Mm. Now, how are you out there with no radio, yet allegedly you were in contact with the rest of your team? Yeah, how are you, you know, in contact if you have no radio? But you know what, Joe, mm-hmm. in, the, in the midst of all this, you know, you really have to take a breath and a, and, 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 a, and a sigh of respect, you know, just for the, for the tragedy itself. Oh, absolutely. Because I can't even, you know, when I, and, and, and I'm going to just say this here off the record. I was in traffic the other day. We're not traffic, but you know how when you go past the school and the kids are letting out? Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about, I went by like an elementary school and traffic was letting out and the kids, people dropping off their kids, these little kids. And the parents stay there until the kids are out of sight, more or less. They double park all crazy, can't get by. You may blow the horn a little bit, but that child, that mother's watching their child like that. And and to see how little those kids was and to get shot with that type of rifle, it, it, it's a, it's an unbelievable tragedy. It is a heartbreaking tragedy that, that nobody's ever going to get over. And I just hope that they don't just turn that like anything else into a memorial and add it to all these other yeah, schools. Yeah, add it to the list. Because, see, the problem is that as long as these private schools or these schools that some of these politicians' children and grandchildren are going to, that's why it's nothing being done. Because they think it's always going to be done in the hood or in the, or in the, or in the Mexican town or, or some off-brand place. But it's not done at the, the you know, the private school. I mean, I hope it's not done anywhere. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like it, it's almost like the right people aren't getting killed to get people's attention. And that's so damn sad because you got to think about the children as a whole, not not the child that, that's the daughter or the grandchild or, the, the, the you know, the, 
the, the son or, or grandson of, of a politician or a rich person or entertainer or, you know. Right. And I think if it was, it, if it was that situation, if they wouldn't have store a school where four or five celebrities' kids was going to, you know, it would be a different story. You know, it, really, it would really be a different story. And, you know, I just, I don't know. Like I said, if we can't even talk about the who's, what, and where, how without even thinking about the children, because yeah, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. It blows my. It breaks mm-hmm. my heart. That situation breaks my heart. It's just, I can't even imagine the closed caskets. I'm sure with the type of so gun they would do. Yeah, it's so unreal, and it's it's heartbreaking. I'm I'm sure them parents are done. You know. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, but yeah, check out the, the 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 teacher left the door open and all kind of stuff. We need to sprinkle dust on all aspects of that day because it was a, it was a failure on a lot of parts. Well, I'm just I only brought up that the the police chief to oh, just yeah. add to the list. Oh yeah, he was he was inconsistency. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one story mm-hmm. given, then there was another, mm-hmm. then they changed up, then they said, well, we found out more information, and I I understand people are trying to cover their butt. But you he's can't really just trying come to, up with a whole new He's really trying scenario. to cover his ass. He really is. Right. I mean, he already is busted now. Oh, he was, he was dead wrong. He was wrong. out there and didn't even have a radio. Uh, a radio but yet you, the previous version of the story was that he was in contact with his team and all. In contact how? What were you doing? Using a cell phone? Were you hollering across the, the parking lot or something? It doesn't make sense. But I just had one other thing I wanted to add. Uh, the number of mass shootings, and the mass shootings are defined as people, uh, four people or more that are shot, not necessarily killed, but at least shot, um, is considered a mass shooting. I was just looking at, there's an archive, it's a mass shooting archive, and I looked at some of these, and I only looked at the ones for May t- since May 21st of this year, mind you. There's already been 25 since the 21st of May. Today is what, the 3rd of June? Now think about that for a second. There have been 25 classified mass shootings, and they're from all over the country. I've got uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Waco, Texas, Charleston, South Carolina, Benton Harbor, Michigan, Philadelphia, Taft, Oklahoma, uh, Merced, California, Houston, Texas, Chicago, Phoenix, Arizona, Henderson, Nevada, and that's just the first page of them. Chicago, Chattanooga, Fresno, Colorado Springs, Memphis, uh, Alabama, Michigan, another some other cities I've never even heard of, another Philadelphia, Uvalde, of course, North Charleston, South Carolina, Cleveland, Ohio, Goshen, Indiana, Tacoma, Washington, Buffalo, New York. Buffalo. Well, this is just since the 21st. Buffalo happened before the 21st. This is insanity. How is that even freaking possible? Since May 21, there have been 25 classified mass shootings. That's four people or more that were shot. All of them were not killed, but at least four people or more have been shot in all of these instances. There is a major problem. Copycat and all kind of stuff. Major problem. And why isn't there a flag? You know, and everybody, every time you say something, somebody has an objective, you know, and that's why you, it's so hard to even open your mouth about anything today in the world because everybody will downplay or try to change the narrative. 
But what gets me is, especially somebody under 21, if somebody recently under 20, and they know who's buying these guns, if somebody's under 21 buys an AR-15 rifle, why isn't that reported? Does, why is does it allowed? It, That's wait, the question. All right, well, now, yeah, but reported, allowed, but my question is this here. You're 18 years old. What the hell? Is that a, is that a souvenir piece? Is that like the talking fish that you put on, you know, the fish that sings a song that you put on the wall? Like everybody wants to have the little, you know, little thing that opens my wall, 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 wall. You know, you press the button and the fish is on the frame on the wall. You ever I haven't seen, those seen one of those. Oh, well, you got to get out. Wild. You got to get out more. It's a fish oh, that goes on the wall. It's a fish you nail to the wall. Oh, no. Kevin, have you a, seen it's that It's on a fish? plaque. It's on a plaque. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, where you been, where oh, yeah. been Red Wine? Come on. Red Wine needs to get out. <laughs> he sings a song, uh, you, you know, anyway. Okay, well, I haven't. Anyway, no, but I'm making a joke, but, it, but the, why is the AR-15 such a, I can understand the style. Everybody wants to wear a Kango hat or you may want to wear some alligator shoes or, you know, something has to do with popularity of, of a right. time frame or something like that. But, uh, you know, a, a, a submachine gun, I mean, and I, I believe in home protection for your family or what have you. But when these people this young are buying these guns with no and living with their mama, mm. on top of that, you know nobody is looking at the narratives. Nobody's looking at the situation. Nobody is doing a a profile. You profile a black person ride down the street, whatever. Oh, you were weaving lanes. I pulled you over. But a joke, you'd be eight, fifteen days after his eighteenth birthday, and go in the store and, and bring out a rifle and and, and, and not to mention the rounds. Yeah. Now, did you, did you read how many rounds these people have when they go through the shooting? Sixteen hundred. Yeah. One guy has sixteen hundred rounds. Sixteen hundred. What the hell are you trying ridiculous. to do? You're trying to just wipe out people. And remember, the guy in um, in Texas dropped one of the guns by the truck. Mm. So he went. He went into school with one one rifle, and dropped the other by the truck when they first found the gun. By the truck, they thought that his grandmother was in there shooting up the school. That was the first report that a grandmother was in the, in the school shooting up. Come to find out, it was her grandchild. Yeah, it was her truck. Her truck. Right. They, got, they got from the license plate. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just it's a mess. It's a mess. Nobody's paying attention. It's just a mess. And it, I don't know. I don't know how these people are getting away with it. Or, it's just too much freedom. Everybody got too much freedom. And everybody got drama. You know, the big pretty house, and all of a sudden the child is crazy. But everybody wants to front the game like their child is fine when their child is crazy. So anyway. Well, unless these kids have jobs to buy these things, who's buying them? Yeah, and that gun costs about 1500 That's what I'm saying. Unless he had a job that paying him money. Where the hell did he get $1,500 to buy a gun? for these weapons? Anyway, Cattle, did you have anything else on that before we move on? Like Papa Didi said, where did he get that money to get it? And the the grandmother was already complaining about the, the phone deal. So where did that, that right. come from? Yeah. With him talking to the girl from Germany. Yeah, crazy. Right. Okay. She said she was he was she was on the phone with the phone company. Mhm. Oh man. Oh, Lord, hey. that's it. These houses need to be Ooh, made of Lord. glass. We need to be able to see in all these houses. 
Mm. People's houses should be transparent. We should be able to see. I don't know. We might anyway, some stuff we can't understand. Here's another story here. This is just the Tulsa situation. This was a man of color, by the way, just to put that out there. A gunman oh, who man. killed his surgeon in Tulsa. There's a recent thing we read about. Um, yeah. This gunman who killed his surgeon and three other people. These are three white women, too, by the way. Um, the three. The gunman, and I say that on a racial level just to show you the 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 mixture of of situations of all races of all situations. Mm-hmm. So when it impacts everybody, everybody got to get involved, you know. And anyway, this is a gunman who killed his surgeon and uh, three other people at a Tulsa medical medical center. Uh, officers blamed said he blamed his doctor for his continuous continuous pain after a recent back operation. And he brought an AR-style rifle. That wow. he, he just brought the rifle hours before he went on his shooting rampage Thursday. Okay? The patient, the patient mm-hmm. called the clinic repeatedly complaining of pain and specifically targeted the doctor who performed the surgery. And then he killed himself also as the police arrived. After the killing his doctor, three other people, and then he shot himself when the police arrived. Hmm. And his physician's name was Dr. Preston Phillips. He was killed Wednesday along with Dr. Uh, Stephanie Hansen, a receptionist, Amanda Glenn, and uh, a visitor. Oh, it was one guy, a visitor, a gentleman named uh, William Love. Police said the attack occurred on the campus of uh, St. Francis Health Center in Tulsa. And the police identified the shooter. His name was Michael Lewis. He was 45 years old mm. and uh, was the latest in a series of mass shootings in the United States, like you said, including, the, you know, the, what's it called, the uh, Uval, how you pronounce that? U- Uval, 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 Texas. Yeah, also Buffalo, they mentioned all that stuff, you know. And um, you said that Lewis carried a letter that said that he was, oh, they all write letters, too, but all kinds of yeah, what is scripts and things. It, it's just so, it's, it's, it's so, um, what do they call it, a copycat. Mm-hmm. Same M.O., same type gun, same type. It's, it seemed like the, the whole crazy thing falls, and it, it, it almost has the same kind of makeup as the CTE with the football players. Mm, okay. How, you know, three or four of them had shot themselves and, you know, just blew themselves away, the pain being but so. at least they actually had a diagnosed situation. Well, after the fact. Well, yeah. You don't after know. The, after Junior the say autopsy. Junior say hi and everything after they checked his well, brain. Well, like I said, I, the know. autopsy revealed. But go ahead. Yeah, but but in, in the whole thing, you know, make a long story short in this situation here, is another person that just brought their gun. And when you go in the store to buy the gun with that kind of money, does, does, does the, the, the person behind the counter, is that person, what is the qualifications to sell somebody a gun? You know what I mean? Cause I a credit at, card that works and money. Yeah, but I'm not talking about that. When I when I worked at Circus City, I sold camcorders back in the day. I had to know about the diopter and the visual and this, how to break it down, and this, the battery, whether it was, a, you know, different brand. You want a Sony, JVC, Panasonic, 8 millimeter. You want the regular type. You know, there was a lot of things to know. So who was is the people that sell these guns? Do they specialize in it? Are they qualified to sell the gun? Like I say, but you just went through with the major credit card mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, it's just it's, it's so it's so easy, it's so simple. 
And and I just think that's what's got to be restrictions got to go on with that. You got to Well, you know what? On that note, I think part of the issue not I think, I know part of the issue is that if they don't have that waiting period, which I don't know what happened to that. It used to be like a three-day or a five-day, some kind of waiting period where if you came into a gun store and said, I want to purchase whatever type of gun, you had to fill out stuff. They do the background thing, yeah. and you did not walk out of there no, with that not gun. Not at all. Not at all. There was like a, yeah. at least a minimum this of is, three this, days. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. So you can't come in there pissed it was, it was off, a little longer than fired that. up, crazy in your head, ago. talking about, I want a semi-automatic gun, and I'm going to walk out of here with it right now. It didn't happen. So whatever was going on in your head, you were going to have to stew on it for at least three days well, the before line, you came out of there with that gun. The line in this story is very, is very, very uh, apropos where it says, you know, uh, he was continuously continuing his pain after a recent back operation and brought the AR, AR Star rifle just hours before the rampage. There it is. Just hours before the a rampage. A waiting period would have disallowed him from going in there shooting up This all man went people. in the store, brought a gun, and came out like it was nothing. And we got to check the places, too. This is Tulsa, you know, But that should be Oklahoma. the law. People should have to, first of all, have the, it's like what President Biden said Thursday night. He said that at a minimum, we should bring the age limit up to 21. Because right now at 18, you can buy these guns. Shit, I think we if should go. If you at least moved it up to 21 and bring back that waiting period, that would help to bring down some of these numbers. I mean, it may not get them all, but it would get some of it. Because you wouldn't be able to come in there with a head of steam ready to go kill some people and walk out of there with a gun and ammo and all of that and then go drive somewhere and start shooting people. They don't do it because the gun sales would go down. They wouldn't be selling no guns. And I think also they don't want to do no background check, or they don't have the manpower to do the background. If, I forgot where the gun store was, but a couple of years ago, a gun store, um, it was they had made it law in this particular state that you had to have video camera in the store. The guy's like, we don't want that. They packed up and they moved to another state. That okay. is just how serious selling these guns. And that just I mean, goes to show you that, it just goes to show you that the, yeah. the sales of stuff is just as crooked as the damn person buying it. Why Everybody's not? trying yeah, to make a hustle. They're putting money above life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't care. They're just greedy. It's just greed. So. I mean, I understand a business you know, it's, is, it's, is there to make money, but at some point, just like the way bars, for example, let's talk about that. But you know, it's bars, not. bartenders have a responsibility legally to not overserve someone who is clearly overly intoxicated to make sure that they don't walk out of there and get behind a car, you know, the the wheel of a car, and go drive, you know, and potentially kill somebody. And so the bartenders now have that responsibility. I mean, clearly, yeah, they their job is to sell all the drinks they can sell. But if you see somebody who can't can't even hardly sit up straight anymore talking about, yeah, give me another round, they will tell you, no, you cut off. 
Now, that's affecting their money, but they also don't want a lawsuit. That's going to really affect your money. I'm just throwing that out there. All right. I'm done. Any Anything yeah. else on this one? Because I'm, I'm ready to go to a break, and then we're going to um, come back with Kettle and the Cocktail of the Week. <laughs> All Anybody right. else? Anyone else? No, I don't have anything. All right. Let's take this Cocktail of the Week break, and then we're coming back with Kettle and the actual Cocktail of the Week. It's the Pajama Party Show on Blog Talk Radio. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and the Game Changer, and of course we have the last word. I like the Revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Woo-wee! I like that Crown Royal Flush with the Crown Royal peach stock and cranberry juice. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorites, huh, with the, uh, wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule, yeah, the Dutch Mule, with the kettle orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the abajamaparty.com website. So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives to get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the Cocktail of the Week and sip along with us. Are there instructions there, too? Sure they are, along with pictures of the drink. All right, welcome back to the John Party. Money host Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Hello, Sly, darling. Uh, you forgot uh, who he was? I think so. Yeah. And I'm sober. Uh, oh, it's just gun violence. Violence got us off. Uh, Woo. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's time for Kettle. With this week's cocktail of the week, 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 week. All right, cattle, go for it. What you got? It is called the Summer Soul Cocktail. And uh, the Black Girl Magic um, Red uh, Blend is involved with this particular drink. Um, So we have four ounces of Black Girl Magic Red Blend wine, three ounces Mm. of vodka, Six dashes of orange bitters, uh, 12 ounce ginger beer, and two uh, fresh lemon slices. You also have you have to have your ice. Um, so in a cocktail shaker filled with ice, combine four ounces of the um, Black Girl Magic uh, Red Blend, three ounces of the vodka, and the six uh, dashes of the bitters, orange bitters. Uh, stir using a long bar spoon until combined. Strain into two large stemless or stemmed wine glasses over ice and top with ginger beer. Um, just uh, repeat to make two additional cocktails. All right. And now uh, you're going to garnish it with the uh, fresh um, lemon slices. 
So that's called the Summer Soul Cocktail. All right. That's pretty good. And I w- and if I can add to that, the uh, Black Girl Magic is made by the, uh, I'm trying to think of their sis- the sister's name. It's a black-owned mm-hmm. winery. Uh, these two sisters that are actual sisters. What are their names? McBride. I think their name is McBride. But they're the ones that put that product out. And it's good. Good for them. It's good. Yeah, I've seen their packing. They have a good packing. Yeah, they do a good job. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Kevin. Cocktail of the Week is brought to you by D.C. Homegrown Entertainment, our parent company. Merci beaucoup, D.C. Homegrown. And now we're down to you, Papa D. What's popping? Mm. Come on. I was looking at this guy today. It was amazing the way people think they're so damn privileged. Uh Uh-oh. This guy that was, uh, I don't know what his position is, whether he's a congressman or a senator, but he was held in contempt for not uh-huh. not testifying in the uh, mm-hmm. the panel for the insurrection. And he was following Trump's lead because he's a Trumper. But what he learned today is that he ain't Trump. Okay. His name is Nambaro. And um, like I said, I don't know his title, but I know he's a he's either a senator or a congressperson, but he's Republican. He's a Trumper. And today, while at Reagan Airport, he was about to fly up out of town. And they caught his ass for contempt of court. They arrested him in the airport and put handcuffs on his ass. And when he got released from that situation, he still got to go back, I think, on the 17th to reappear for being in contempt. When he was talking about his story today, you talking about white privilege at work? <laughs> that man was whining like, they put handcuffs on me, then they put foot shackles and... He was losing his mind. Losing his mind. Now, how many black men in the world them been wrongfully accused, spent 10, 15 years in jail for some stuff they didn't do, and all kinds of stuff. This cat gets handcuffs on him. How many times has Martin Luther King had to go to jail, get arrested, for protests and what have you? This man gets a pair of brass bracelets on his ass, or excuse me, silver bracelets on him for the first time probably in his life. And he was losing his mind. And when they took him in to arrest him for that, he was let out a couple hours later under his own recognizance, you know, <laughs> being a senator or whatever he is. But as soon as he got in front of that microphone, if you get a chance, pull it up. Name is Navarro. When he was on that microphone, oh, my God. Crying like a baby, singing like a canary. <laughs> oh, my God. That's at the airport. I was supposed to board my plane. It came and locked me up. Well, you was in contempt. Uh-huh. You know, the, the panel from the insurrection told you to come and testify. And you told them to go pound sand. Then you went and brought a ticket. Hell, you're going to go to a sunshine state. Hell, it's sunshine here. Uh-huh. It was amazing. You should have saw this guy bitching today like it was 
No tomorrow. You lock me up. I can't believe in front of everybody. I'm embarrassing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like, man, you ain't Donald Trump. Donald Trump's the only person that can not go. Don't worry about it. He's locked in the back of Mar-a-Lago. Okay? He's the ex-president. He got juice. Ain't no cop. What cop going to lock up Trump in Florida? <laughs> you think there's a cop in Florida? They got the power or the ability to go on Mar-a-Lago and put some handcuffs on Donald Trump? Shit. Trump, he got the police force in his back pocket. They said, shit, we ain't locking them up. Y'all go, y'all want to lock them up. Y'all go lock them up. Even if Congress called and said, could you uh, go down there and lock Donald Trump up? Shit. That's my man. That's my main man. I'm a MAGA motherfucker. You know, anyway. That's all I got on that. But this guy's name is Navarro, crying like a bitch today. <laughs> oh, yesterday. It's Peter, right? Peter Navarro. I don't know. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I think I, 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 think I first, saw that. I wouldn't care if his first name was Aloysius. <laughs> anyway. Okay. That's all I got. All right. All right, Kim. We're going to lighten it up. Come on with the weird news. Mm-hmm. We need it. You got All the right. first one, Red Line. Oh, mercy. She put handcuffs mm-hmm. on me. Uh, yeah, he's crying <laughs> like a bitch. Well, you embarrassed. I'm so sorry. Anyway, all right, let's get to the weird news. I got one out of Alaska. Well, it's not out of Alaska, but the ladies from Alaska. Um, an Alaskan Alaskan woman became a hero in a New York bar when she calmly and efficiently ejected an opossum that had wandered into the bar. The video captured it at uh, the place is called Timpkins Bar in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. And you know how they roll in Brooklyn. Shout out to Brooklyn. Uh, the video shows customers completely panicked as this possum was running all over the bar. And you know how those things look. They got that long pink nose, long pink tail. They look like an ugly, fat, giant rat. This oh, yeah. thing was running all over the bar. Don't Everybody. Ugly. Ugly. Everybody in there freaking out. Uh, This guy, Chris Egan, who recorded the footage, said a female customer named Sarah Fulton stepped forward and said, hold my phone. I'm from Alaska. I got this. No, she didn't. (laughs) Egan's video showed Miss Fulton calmly walking up to the possum, grabbing it by the scruff of the neck, which is right by the back of the neck, and carrying it outside to be released. Fulton says she is no stranger to wildlife. She said, I'm from Alaska. I used to go camping with black bears hanging out at my campsite. She said, I think it was just instinctual. I just, like, went up to him, and I was like, hey, I know you're afraid. And I was like, all right, I think I'm just going to scruff you and take you out because that will be the least painful for you. So the bartender, Rachel Bessemer, said everybody in the establishment had been all panicked and unsure of what to do about this crazy possum. And she said Fulton was the hero of the night. 
everybody bought Miss Fulton so many rounds that the whole thing just turned into a big party. And that was after Miss Fulton tossed the possum out of the bar. So, yeah, everybody was like, let me buy you a round. Let me buy you a round. So I'm sure Miss Fulton was tore down after that. But, yeah, it turned into a party up there in Brooklyn. Was she good looking? I, I don't know. I didn't see a picture of her. But all I know is she said, I'm from Alaska. Hold my phone. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> you got it in, huh? She wow. said, I got this. Took her in the kitchen and cooked okay. it. No, she just took them up by the scruff and threw them outside. But anywho. All right. Carol, mm-hmm. what you got? Um, This is pretty interesting. Wow. Uber, um, they have um, revealed the most common and unusual lost and found item. They have a lost and found index. Okay. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Revealed, I didn't either. The most common items left in the vehicle are phones, cameras, wallets, keys, uh, backpacks and purses, headphones, speakers, glasses, clothing. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's it in, huh? Uh, well, if you're taking something off, uh, vapor devices, jewelry, and IDs. Those are the most common. These are the most unique or unusual. Um, uh, tater tots, a fingernail, somebody's uh, grandmother's teeth, uh, 500 grams of, uh, yeah, 500 grams of caviar, a pizza costume, um, an erotic uh, painting of a moose. Uh, check this one out. Billy Eilish ukulele, um, uh, an employee of the month flat. A Bernie Sanders fanny pack, um, a bucket of slime, yeah, um, a brown tortoise, and a ball gag and stethoscope. Those are the most unusual ones. Wait a minute, a ball yeah. gag and stethoscope. Okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, the most uh, forgettable cities are, no, we didn't top the list. Um, Austin, Texas, Charlotte, North Carolina, Houston, Texas, Indianapolis, Indiana, Dallas, Texas, wow, Texas, y'all leaving a lot of stuff, Kansas City, uh, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Florida, Columbus, Ohio, and Phoenix, Arizona, the most uh, forgettable cities. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And this is Uber who puts out this index? Yes, this is the sixth. Six times, six annual, so okay. kind of almost, you know, when they started. <laughs> I, I'm concerned about whoever had a, an erotic something with a moose, like what? Okay. Uh, ironic painting of a moose. Um, yeah. It goes to show what, what they'd be doing. Um, exactly. My thing is, what, what do they do with these things? Do they sell them? Because when you leave stuff on, in the airlines, you know, they have a whole... Well, they sell people's luggage, this, that. So I wanted to really sell these items. What? Yeah, that's a good point. Because what else yeah, would Uber do with all these things people leave in their cars? They probably do sell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. I want to know who mm-hmm. bought that erotic moose painting. But anyway, we're going to move on. Uh-uh, I'm not messing with you. 
All right, Papa Didi, right. what's your weird news? What you well, got? I got um. This was a woman charged for a have time after dancing on top of her car in traffic. Uh, this happened in uh, Mobile, Alabama. Oh, boy. All right. She's a southern belle. Down south. Police arrest a woman in southern Alabama for dancing on top of her car, causing a traffic jam Tuesday. This is reported by uh, Fox 10 News. Video from Fox 10 News appeared to show uh, her name is Cassandra Andrews for dancing for onlookers to witness during their commute on the, uh, what is that, Schillinger Road in Mobile, Alabama. Cassandra allegedly got out of her car and pulled down her pants while dancing on the hood of her car, according to Fox News. Her impromptu performance began around 3 p.m. at the start of rush hour up there, according to CBS 42. The driver was filmed was filmed, the driver who filmed the incident also casted her flipping off other drivers and slapping her butt and dropping down on all fours to perform for all the cars going by, which is crazy as hell. <laughs> 27-year-old was arrested just moments after getting back oh, into her vehicle and driving away. She was arrested by the Mobile County Sheriff's Department. She was booked into the Metro Jail for her performance. <laughs> And uh, she was charged with disorderly conduct and a charge that she had repeatedly been arrested for at least 10 times since 2013. Mm, mm, mm. And also she's been arrested a few times for public intoxication. She's a beast. So she's 27, and she's dropped her pants, got up on top of the car, and, and put it all out there. Public intoxication. Mm-hmm. That means you was drunk out in public. You probably threw up a pissed or whatever. I was just going to say, I wonder what was she drinking that made her feel like, let me get out of my car and drop my pants and flip people off and shake my tail feather. Probably a damn, uh, what's that drink with all them drinks in it, Long Island iced tea? No, that sounds like some of that bottom shelf rot, rot gut. <clears throat> well, that's what they're putting in Long Island sometimes, a bunch of low low scale ass drinks so they don't waste their real stuff. Oof. That's rough. I've never seen a traditional nutritional value of a long island I see Lord, that shit that that stuff is like smoking angel dust back in the day. But they don't taste bad. Yeah, but they they got a lot of shit going on. I mean on. I tried one once in my life. Well the one thing about that or drink twice. is if you're gonna drink Long Island iced teas, you need to drink those all night. Right, you, you can't you, change your you, mind on that. No, not change, but if you start mixing and putting a, pouring a beer on top of well, it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Up. You can't change your mind. If you're going to drink them, you got to stick with it. Now, I don't mean change your mind. I mean people doing it either and or. You that's know. what I'm saying. If you're going to drink that, then you got to stick with it. You can't order a Long Island and say, give me a strawberry daiquiri, then no, give me I'm a beer, about, yeah, I'm talking then about give beer. me a, a martini. You know, it's you're going to be messed up. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen people mess up like that off those. Wow! That put it there. They have a few have a champagne celebration. Hey, we're gonna toast this party, and they crack open two, three bottles of champagne that you'd import on top of that Long Island iced tea. You might as well stick. Ooh, a that's not in. good. That shit. You yeah, have to you might as well just put a stick of dynamite in your mouth and light it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, let's keep going. I'm ready to go. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm ready for. I'm just saying. 
All right. Well, it's uh, red wine, what I'm just saying. Take it away. Thank you, Papa Didi. Tonight, I want to talk about, unfortunately, one of our people. My topic tonight is, I am not impressed. Now, this this dude, this brother, this is almost unbelievable, but I saw the pictures, and apparently this is for real. This brother is the father of 33 children. His name is Demond George. He recently posted a family picture on Facebook, which, of course, went viral because people were like, wait a minute, 33 kids? That are your kids? So, of course, people started, you know, once you put your stuff out there on social media, people are going to comment. If you don't want to hear the comments, you shouldn't have never put it out there. But people started posting and calling him irresponsible and nasty, Uh, not just the pictures, but he went live on Facebook. So I'm just saying, first of all, I'm not impressed. You know, if you're trying to compete with Nick Cannon, with I've lost track of how many kids he's recently had uh, over the years, but 33? And this is not an old guy. This dude has nine baby mamas involved in this whole hodgepodge of children. But this is what he said on his Facebook Live. He said, my pullout game ain't weak. I just don't pull out. And he was proud of himself when he put this out there. This man is only 34 years old. How the heck are you 34 with 33 kids? But this is what he has done. I'm just saying, I am not impressed. I don't know what you think you're trying to accomplish or prove. Me personally, I ain't impressed. Now, he said he doesn't pull out, okay? You know, the medical term is coitus interruptus. All right, so you don't pull out. But then he said, you, N-word, got three or four kids, and you don't do an MF and thing. He said, hey, nothing weak over here. My pockets ain't weak, and my D sure ain't weak. So was that what this was about? You trying to prove the strength of your <sighs> semen? So you go and get nine different women, and I'm still trying to figure out how did nine women have 33 children? There has to be more than nine women involved. Because this just is not adding up. But in the original post that he put up, there was 20 images in what he was doing, a family photo. He had a T-shirt on that said, The Legend, on his shirt. The Legend. And the children in the pictures had on shirts that said, The Legacy. So he sees all of these 33 kids as his legacy. Now, then he went on thanking all of the mothers and everything for, you know, being cooperative so he could get this family photo done and everything. But, of course, like I said, you know, once you put it on social media, people are going to respond. One person responded and said, legacy of what? What has he done in life worthy of being kept alive? What has he built for these kids? What, how are you going to feed the, gen, the, the generations? And they said nothing. This is just male entitlement 
and a lack of responsibility. I, I, I tend to agree. Because there's no way possible unless you got Elon Musk money or uh, what's his name from Facebook or whatever they call it now, Meta, uh, Zuckerberg. Unless you got money like that, and what are you going to leave out your poor from Amazon? Oh, Amazon, yeah, Bezos. Unless you got deep, deep money like that, what are you going to do for 33 black children? Now, this man allegedly is a truck driver. I mean, unless you're driving an ice cream truck, when in the heck do you have time to even spend time with these kids? It just doesn't even make sense. But he was so proud of himself, but because of all the negative feedback, he changed his Facebook to private. So nobody, you know, that he doesn't know can't comment on the situation. I'm just saying, brother, this is not something to be waving a flag of, I'm so proud of me, look at what I've done. What you have done is perpetuated the problem within the black community. That's what you've done. And I'm just saying, I'm not impressed. Frankly, I agree with the person who said, you're irresponsible and you're nasty. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, this is crazy. This brother needs to get, uh, what's that surgery? Vasectomy. This brother needs a vasectomy. You need to stop knocking up women. You just creating babies. There's no way you're going to be financially, emotionally, or any other kind of way responsible enough to benefit all 33 of these children. I am done with him. I'm putting him on the kitchen list. Demond George, you're irresponsible and you're nasty. Um, I kind of calculated. That was a good one. I kind of calculated that 3.5 children, maybe. Maybe some of the women had more than three children, so the average would be three. Yeah, okay, because I was mm-hmm. like, I I didn't do the math. I was like, wait, does that really work out? But you're right. Even <laughs> what if, did he go to the sperm bank? Or what did he no, he's just knocking up women. He said he doesn't <laughs> pull out. He said my pull-out game ain't weak. He's like Nick Nasty. Cannon. Just nasty. Even Nick he's Cannon didn't a, go that far. He's on a Nick Cannon. Well, he got about nine different baby mamas. Is that the same thing? He got about eight children, something like that. Anyway, he's his own baby. I don't knock nobody. But I tell you what, he's, Nick Cannon got money. Nick Cannon can actually okay. financially take care of right. all his children. This dude is driving mm-hmm. a truck. He was online talking about how he got 20000 in the bank. Ain't nobody verified that. And I feel like if you really had all of that, you wouldn't be talking about it. So you're probably lying. Anyway, I'm off of it. <laughs> I'm off of it. I'm oh, going to you, Papa right. Diddy. That was a good one. Living for the mm. city. What's happening in the city, Papa Diddy? You know, um, How hard would it be for you to disassociate yourself with somebody? Not hard. No. Just stop dealing with them. Okay. That's good. That shows, you know, the, the easier it is, you, the easier you are to that is the closer that you are to what I call having a apple spirit, you know? 
And I'll elaborate on that. Apple spirit means that you got one of the the hardest tolerance that a person can manage, you know. And nobody can rain on your parade, you know. Hmm. Because I say apple spirit because you figure anybody else, any other fruit could be squeezed, you know. Ah, People can bring you in. People can, you know, make you change your mind, change your whatever or whatever. But the apple... If you look at all the fruit products in the world, it seems like the one thing you want to base your your strongest point, meaning you, when people, you know, the one thing I don't have tolerance for in my life is riffraff. You know what I mean? Riff hat, riffraff, riff, riff, riffraff, shiftlessness, you know what I mean? Just a bunch of, I don't even want to use the word ghetto because the whole world's a damn ghetto. But just the whole, you know, I just have no patience for that. And when you meet people that are like that, that are just trying to always mess you around, screw you, dog you, take from you, do all the taking in the world, that's when you got to build up your apple. Because if you sit any other fruit on the table, you will see a banana spoil at the wild, right? Turns dark and everything, mm-hmm. right? Lemon, yeah. limes in the freezer, mm-hmm. watermelon. Cucumbers, um, you can almost squeeze a cucumber a little bit, but cucumbers, same way, they die after a while. But I tell you what, you get a bag of granny apples and put them on your kitchen table. Hmm. How long will the granny apples be before they start, really start rotting for real, for real, okay? Mm-hmm. Three, four months, two, three months, longer than a banana, longer than a tomato, cucumber, strawberry, you name it. The Apple's the boss. I don't know whether that's why they call that company Apple with the phones, but the Apple, you cannot squeeze an apple. You can squeeze a banana, pop it, strawberry, you know, lemon, lime, squeeze. You make lemonade, lime juice in a margarita. Squeeze, 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 squeeze. The Apple is the one product out there that you can, and that's the kind of attitude you need to develop if you're going to just disassociate with someone to show that you just ain't, ain't no bring back. Because if you stay soft and somebody's able to squeeze some bullshit sincerity and come back to you, you know, and you fall for the same shit over and over again, then you don't have an apple mentality. I'm, I'm going to leave it like that. Just think about that for a minute. <laughs> that's, that's really something to think about. Right. You can't just squeeze the juice out of an apple. you got to put it in a machine to get the juice out. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway. That's a good one, Papa D. What you say, Kettle? Yes, it was. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice and peaceful. All right. All right. We're going to take a little CC. Take a CC. All right. We're going to take a pause for the cause, and then we're coming back with Kettle with the Hollywood wrap up on the Pajama Party Show on the other side of the break. Be right back. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. 
We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier, or is it Misery Loves Company, or whichever. Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen, or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, welcome back to the John Park. My name is Papa D. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Well, swat, darling. <clears throat> All right. We're down to the Hollywood wrap-up with kettle. Uh, let's see. All right, Papa Didi, set it up. Oh, oh, I forgot about the public address system. Had <laughs> 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 to hit the mic, make sure it was working. Hollywood, Hollywood. Let's go. All right, thank you. I appreciate that entry. All right, top of the news, we're going to talk about Tatiana Miller. She is the daughter of Master P. Unfortunately, she died, she died Sunday uh, of an overdose. Her father announced the loss via social media. Um, he writes, he says, our family is dealing with an overwhelming uh, grief for the loss of my daughter, Tatiana. Um, we respectfully request some privacy so that our family can grieve. We appreciate all of the prayers, love, and support. Um, she has been dealing with mental illness um, and substance abuse. Um, they Who was had that a show, again? Master P. Um, I didn't realize he had a daughter. All I knew always was about his son. But uh, they were in a show called Growing Up Hip Hop. And they did an intervention on that particular show. Um, but I guess that just was not enough. So it was Master Pete Dorker. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. There's the daughter. Yep. So. Yep. He must have just said, well, from what I see, only two children, Romeo and then her. But, you know, he might have more. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah. So sorry to hear that. Okay. Wow. Oh, also, Nene Leakes. She's back in the news on a lawsuit from a boyfriend's wife over alleged affair. She quotes, ain't nobody out here stealing husbands. Oh, boy. Sounds like Nene. Um, oh. She found herself involved in another legal dispute. So this time she isn't the accuser. Um, the estranged wife of Leek's new boyfriend, um, from Nelsia Theo, has filed a $100,000 lawsuit against Leek for quote-unquote allegations of, um, I'm sorry, alienation of affection and criminal conversation. Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, Leaks and uh, the boyfriend publicized the relationship in late 2021 
um, when on December 15th, she posted photos of them um, celebrating her birthday. Um, they claimed that the boyfriend, he officially separated from his wife December 17th. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, apparently in North Carolina, um, a person can be sued um, of these particular allegations. So, um, girlfriend just asked for $100,000. Who knows? Many niggas may just go and write her check and keep rolling with the, with the husband, uh, with the ex husband supposed to be, I guess. <laughs> Mimi is always in the news. What is going on with her? Yes, she is. I guess she's. She likes to stay relevant. I was going to say, uh, I feel like it's intentional, but okay. Yeah, probably. She's probably going to come up with another show. Who knows? Um, Anjanou Ellis, on her bisexuality, she says, this is who I am. This is the um, actress that played um, the mother in the um, uh, movie uh, about the tennis uh, uh the um you know the tennis um movie. She oh, said yeah. there's an assumption she said there's an assumption made of me that she says in her circle people know that she's bisexual. Uh who cares? Really? <laughs> I'm not gonna care. Yeah, exactly. I, I guess I guess a, a lot of these actors are trying, trying to get up. Huh? She's trying to stay relevant or something or what? I'm not sure. I guess she's trying to get ahead of the story, maybe. That's what, you know, I guess, you know, when people come out like that, that's how I feel. You try to get ahead of the story. But um, uh, if that's your thing, that's your thing, sweetie. Yeah, you I don't know, but I know now. Hmm? I said, if she wants to serve on her pancakes instead of, if you want to serve instead of pancakes <laughs> on her pancakes instead of butter, then okay, that's how you eat it. Okay, I don't know. Oh, all right. Also, Anita Baker, she's in the news. Anita Baker salutes Chance the Rapper for helping her buy her masters from former Langle. Interesting. Didn't know. Hmm. A recent performance, the legendary songstress uh, Anita Baker shared that Chance the Rapper was instrumental in helping her regain hold of her master recordings. Baker was um, embroiled in a long fight with her former label, for control of the recordings and emerged victoriously in 2021. Wow. I'm quite sure she's been battling back and forth with that um, because they were constantly making money for it. That first album was the bomb, so it was, it was on point. So yeah, I'm quite sure. Did. Yeah, they just continuously made money. And uh, she was probably eating peanuts, but um, she got her master's, so that's good. Um, and last but not least, Jada Pinkett Smith addresses the Oscars uh, moment, a devastating impact. Um, on the red talk table, she had a, a talk about alopecia. Um, talked about, you know, her illness as far as, um, you know, hair. And um, I'm like, let's just get beyond this. I'm tired of talking about it. Let's just move on. Yeah, they need a life. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Will Smith is going to do when he gets back from his retreat. He's in India somewhere trying, I guess, quote-unquote, find himself. Who knows? But she's continuing on with her weird talk table, so making money. So. 
Mm-hmm. With the, oh well. Yep. With the mecca, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh wait yep. a minute. You didn't you you didn't mention anything about the Johnny Depp uh situation. Oh, the the Johnny Depp uh yeah, that has come to a head and uh girlfriend owes him fifteen million. He owes her two, but I'm like, once I just go ahead and swash and you give him thirteen, but you know, I guess they gotta officially write the check, so um, apparently his story was more believable than hers. So, um, I think these are both crazy for real. But uh at least he, he you know, he he won that case and he can continue to make his money because he had lost you know, he said he lost a lot of money because of uh she he she was defaming him, so Yeah. That's and there's a lot of people a lot of people are concerned about that, saying that now, you know, they feel like victims will not be believed and all yeah. of this, you know, as a result. I just feel like it's gonna come down to the evidence that you got. Right. Right. I agree. And also, um, there was rumor that they um were um sending a petition around to get her off, because um, she's an Aquaman, Aquaman too. They don't want her to do the movie, so I'm like, okay, why are you trying to boycott the one? She tries. She got to make her money too, so I don't know. Yeah, she got to have enough money to pay that two million. I mean, fifteen no, million. Got to give him, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. It, it'll be interesting if they change the storyline to. Her out, you know, they might kill her off. Who knows? I don't know. But we'll see. Okay. Hollywood wrap up. Yep. We. Okay, Kendall. Thank you so much. Yep. All right, Papa Didi. So that takes us down to the kissing list. Mm. If you want to explain to everybody what is the world famous pajama party kiss it list. That's putting your foot in your mouth. Make them fool yourself. Saying some crazy crap. Just All of that. Just out completely. Mm. It was a lot of that going on, I'm the sure. The first person I will near, put, put on there is Navarro. Absolutely. And Dr. Eyes. You know? Mm-hmm. I think the Oprah needs to put Dr. Eyes, like I said, back in the genie bottle. So, those are my two right there. Okay. I want to add Monique this week. Monique really showed off at that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kettle could explain it better, but when she got on that stage, when DL put her on the show, instead of her just, you know, do your routine, she got on there and started talking trash about DL Hughes, questioning mm-hmm. his sexuality, called him all everything. And I'm like, wait a minute. He's the one that brought you on so you can get paid. No, it wasn't in anybody's, maybe in her script, but it wasn't anything he knew about. Mm -hmm. I saw where DL came back and said, you know, at one point, Monique said uh, Tyler was the problem. Then she said, uh, what's the other brother that produced uh, Empire? Will Packer? Um, no, Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels. Well, Philly, yeah. She came back and said Lee Daniels was the problem. Then right. it was uh, 
DL is the problem, and Oprah was the problem. So DL said, maybe you the problem. (laughs) How can everybody else be the problem? But you know what, let me just elaborate on that for a minute. His team didn't want to deal with her. He said, look, I'm going to put on the ticket. I'm going to give her a chance, yada, yada. She thought that she was going to be the head ticket. Apparently, he was the head ticket, so she went on first. So this is why she started talking bad about him. Um, But, you know, I think it has something to do with the promoters. The promoters could have went to each one of them and said, you're the head ticket. And then once they get there, it was different. So, but we don't know. But uh, I don't know. even still, just do your routine and get the heck off the damn stage. But, yeah. Uh, I'm like, I don't care yeah. if you were number one, number three, number five, whatever. Right. What was the song? DL, yeah. It was a comedy show. DL right. put her on the ticket with his comedy I mean, show. Was it on Netflix or something? No. Um, I don't think it was broadcast. I think it was just at a venue. And yeah. she got up yeah. on the stage and immediately started talking trash about D.L. Hughley. Oh, she crazy. I was like, girl, yeah. he's the one that made it possible for you to do this and get paid. Yeah, but so. anyhow, so I'm putting yep. Monique on the kiss list. There you and go. also, I'm adding Anjane Ellis and Janelle Monet. <laughs> Uh, we're coming out and talking about nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not so much the coming out, but I just feel like, what do y'all want us to do with this information? <laughs> you know, they come out with all this stuff. Uh, and, uh, I mean, Janelle has been, to me, has just been trying to get attention. Yeah. At least Anjane just made a statement. But Janelle mm-hmm. keeps on, first, you know, she Who's was... Anjanae? She's another actress. She's, you'd have to look at a picture of her. She's been doing stuff, another black actress. Now oh, she's come out saying she's, what did she say? She was bisexual? Right. Or she, she played the um, mother in the um, um, Williams um, story with Will Smith. Oh, oh, yeah, oh King that's William. A, oh, please. So now, who was she before King William came out? She was nothing. She, been she, playing, she nothing. played on some things. All I'm saying is, why do people think that the rest of us care yeah. to know about your, your sexuality and what you do and we don't give after hours? I wouldn't even buy the video. I, I just feel well, like, you know. Like I say, I think they try to get uh, in front of the horse. I think that's what it is. Before it comes out, they want, you know, they want to tell yeah, you. Yeah, but if it, if, it, if it comes out, what's the point if we, you know. But in this if everybody has your opinion, really, this is isn't this Pride Month? Exactly, it's Pride Month. It's gonna be more out this month than so any maybe damn this thing. Month you came out. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I, I just think that. I mean, when you become a when you become a Hollywood star like that, all bets is off. You, it's just almost as like becoming a politician. When you go to the debate as a politician, you decide to ba- debate somebody. Gloves is off. You know. Yeah. yeah. I just think, feel like sometimes they do it just to get a little more attention. She was on that. She was on like, that Sunday I, morning really show. Need to know. She like, was on that okay, Sunday whatever. morning show. Uh, remember, she wore that outfit on that Sunday morning show. Are oh, you talking about Janelle? Janelle, yeah. I did see that. And on, she put on, these uh, crazy glasses on, and then she had took them off in the middle of the interview. And she literally, when she took the glasses off, they were so tight on her. 
with that little outfit she had on like she was walking in she's space. she's into the sci-fi. Yeah, but, yeah but right. But let me tell you what she did. The glass she had on was so tight on her nose that she stopped in the middle of the interview and just kind of squeezed her little nose bones up top like and kind of closed her eyes and went, like they were yeah, just killing her. Suffering. They was killing her. She had projecting the image, but it was blocking her circulation. Yeah. I said, damn, so you done blew all that cool image because you let that damn blood squeeze on the top I, of your nose. I'm just saying, you know, and it's it's not just on, on, on now I can't say your name right, on Janae. On it's not just her, but even uh, the sister that got the nom- the the uh, Oscar for West Side Story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like yeah. once once you get hell? some notoriety, then it's like okay, let me make this announcement. I'm gay and I'm proud. I'm like okay, now, good for now you. That I'm thinking but who about cares? It, I think I think that's I think it's a ticket for them to to broaden their uh, uh, scope as far as um, roles. You know what I'm saying? Okay, now that I don't you see know how. You're if you're an actor, but if you're an yeah. actor, you can play the part, whether you are a straight person playing gay or vice versa. If you're a good actor, you can play a part. So I got to make you. Trust and believe. Watch what I say. Watch what I say. These people that are coming out like this, you want to see them in, in, in other roles, in different roles. Other than yeah, but they put it, put it, I think they're putting this up okay. out there openly because cause gay people run the fucking world. As far as I'm concerned, that that's for, when I say the world, I'm talking about mainstream stuff. Okay. The fashion industry, the the uh so music the, the, fashion the music, fashion, Hollywood, the playwrights okay. in New York. That whole the whole upper layer of that. So when you put out your thing like that, I mean even look at the shows now. You look at any mm-hmm. prime time show on T V there is some type of uh, a segment where there's a a, a, a blatant straight-up gay episode or, mm. you know, um, right. segment right there. I mean, a whole movie. Okay. And they make it so mm-hmm. quick and so you be like, wow, okay. Yeah, I just had it. Right and, oh, that whole segment look, was, oh, look, wow. That's, look, that's, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> yeah, you better believe that. In our next show next week. <laughs> it really is. Because yeah, I'm going to yeah, yeah. just throw this one out there. I was watching mm-hmm. an episode with a, a younger member, I mean very young and single digits, of my family mm-hmm. of um, a particular, what was that show? Um, Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they threw it in. And I was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. What's happening? That's something yeah. And when I realized what it was, Fortunately, the child didn't, you know, it didn't register for the child. Right. But, right. of course, I realized it, and I thought, wow, mm-hmm. we're, yeah. we're really, yeah. like, just blending all of this in into children's programming? Oh, yeah. They're yeah. starting early. Yeah. Yeah. And, like you know, my viewpoint about... is I just mm-hmm. feel like everybody should be allowed to do what they do, live your life. If it makes you mm-hmm. happy, I'm happy for you. You know, wow. do what you do, live how you live. I don't really care. But my thing is, I just don't see why any kind of relationship stuff needs to be in a show that has to do with people fighting crime and fighting the bad guys. 
You know, I don't care whether it's same sex, different sex, undisclosed sex. I'm like, why is that even a part of the script? If y'all mm-hmm. supposed to be fighting the bad guys, why why is the relationship piece thrown in it? And different people are putting it in because they know that's what the public wants. Because what's the name? Right. Has it in both of her shows? Uh, what's her sister on nine one one? Oh, what well, you're talking about? Adult shows. Sandra Shonda Shonda no, Ryan. I'm not Sandra Ryan. No, I'm not talking about her. Well, who are you talking about? I'm talking about the sister that has nine one one. Who's that? Oh, Angela Ryan. Bassett. Angela Bassett. Yeah. Nine one one has both of those shows have a gay couple in that one and the one the Lone, Lone Star. Right, but both of those shows, the target audience is adults. I'm saying no, but this I, what, is what we're show talking I'm about. speaking of is a children's Oh, yeah, show. but I'm just saying that these shows here, I'm talking about how people like, I'm, let me say this here, the people people like, what's her name again? Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett, who's the producer of these shows, knows that that is what the public is asking for. So she puts wow. that, she got that in couples. The one guy whose son is gay with the fireman, I mean, with the police officer mm-hmm. in in the in the, uh, the, uh, the uh, Austin, Texas one, and now one mm-hmm. her husband before she divorced him, she's married to the white guy mm-hmm. in there, but her mm-hmm. husband is gay. I mean, right. I'm you. Mm-hmm. So and what I'm saying right. is that for her to be the producer of both them shows, she has she has the gay life right in that. Both those shows open every week, and mm-hmm. the guy that works in the nine one one center, he's right. well, damn, we, so, we like got said, way off of, of of what we supposed to be. No, but I mean, we're just talking about well, everything leads. Everything leads to something. <laughs> that shows your broad mind. Your mind can't be. You got to rise. You know, the sun when the sun rises in the morning. A whole other show next week. Yeah, but when the sun rises in the morning, it lights up every pavement, honey. Okay, so oh, let me yeah. let me circle all the way back around to the kiss it list. We forgot forty five. Um Mitch McConnell. Uh the governor of Florida. What's his name? I can't think of it right now. DeSantis. DeSantis and the and don't forget the governor of uh Texas. You know what too? And I just wanna put Marco every Rubio. I I just wanna put every every Republican senator who was tap dancing on why they can't change. No rules about guns. Yes. I heard more stories from Cruz and all. Well, 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 it's all about mental health. It has nothing to do with the guns. We can't take away the guns from. Wait a minute. We talking about taking the gateway the gun from an eighteen year old that's buying a fifteen hundred dollar gun and walking out the store with no check. Oh, I what is that it? Oh yeah, give me eight uh, eight hundred rounds. Uh, is that it, sir? Yeah. Oh, that'd be seventeen fifty. He puts a credit card on the damn counter. For seventeen hundred and fifty dollars, probably in his mama or anyway. his daddy's name. But anyway, yeah. All right, yeah. Everybody who's acting scared of the gun lobbyists because they don't want to do something about the guns. Well, the gun lobbyists have paid them off already. I'm just saying they're on the paid them off. Uh, anybody also else? The NRA, NRA. Oh NRA. yes, NRA. Mm-hmm. Paid off everybody. Mm-hmm. Is that everybody? Yep. All right, uh, yeah. that's it for this. Right now. We have a mm-hmm. special gift wrap present for everybody on this week's Kiss and List. And here Kiss it is. Kiss my entire ass. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish ass. This world, kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. You can just kiss my ass. 
All right, welcome back to John Party One Hills Papa DD and Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. And I had one last one I forgot on the kiss it list. De- Demon <laughs> George, the guy with the thirty three kids. I meant to put mm. him on the kiss. Oh, All wow. right. Okay. All right, we're down to the last <laughs> word. Over to you, Papa mm-hmm. Didi. What's your last word? My last word is just, I, I just, I, I just feel for all the people that's getting, you know, you can't even really say just the kids anymore. There's just so many different people. People that's going around. I'm hearing kids on, on TV now saying, you know, they're fearing to go to school and it shouldn't be this way. And, and it's almost like the politicians aren't even listening to these kids there. I tell you, when them kids give up and start walking out of them classrooms, it's going to be, it's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a problem, and it's coming. It's coming because they—they are lucky that the summertime is here. They are lucky that they're able to shut the schools down that particular Friday after that shooting on Tuesday. They're lucky school was closing that day because I tell you what—if it was a couple months left in the school year, shit, it would have been—it would have been some walkouts all over the world. But hopefully they got a summer to cool off. But they need to come back with you know. Something. They just need to have somebody walk around and keep them damn doors locked. Mm-hmm. Get a key and have them walk around with a little lock box. Anyway, that's it. Be safe. Be careful. Absolutely. Well, my last word is, you know, everybody just needs to pressure your Congress people and your representatives and to your do something to make a change. This current situation has got to stop. We cannot just keep going on talking about our hearts and prayers or with the victims and their families. Like I said, there's been 25 mass shootings since the 21st of May. That is like beyond insane. So we as a nation need to get it together. It's not up to us individually, but the Congress people and our senators and all, they can make a difference. And if they don't, we need the president to sign an executive order and shut this diggity down. That's my last word. Over to you, Kim. Um, My last word is I must commend the young tennis player, Coco Goff. Um, she used her platform as far as what we're talking about, the gun violence. Um, yes. They were talking to her. She just turned 18. She's... she's Smart kids, sophisticated. She wrote on the lens of the um, camera, "Stop gun violence." Hey, as simple as that. Just stop it. And like I said, I commend her, and I hope we see more uh, quote-unquote celebrities or you know uh, people out there that um, you know push the button of these lawmakers. That's what we might need. You know, us ordinary people seem like. We can't get through to them, so we need some help, celebrities or whatever, um, just to get it done. So, uh, yeah, that's my last But Just hope you don't, you're not in this position again. Um, you know, our hearts and prayers go out to the family. Hope, hope we don't have to do that no time soon. So, yeah, that's my okay. last <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that wraps up another pajama party episode we're going to get up out of here and we'll do it again next friday night so uh be here to join us and uh we're gonna get it in like we do we keep it real we keep it raw and we give it to you the way that uh we do 
So uh, we're going to say goodnight and get on up out of here. Say goodnight, Papa Didi. Goodnight. Say goodnight, Kato. Goodnight. And goodnight. This is Redwine. We'll see you next Friday night on the Pajama Party Show. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatetti, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Oh, 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 oh,